Kids. Genesis means in the beginning, which makes sense because Genesis talked about the creation of the earth and the beginning of God's covenant with his people. So now we're reading the book of Exodus. Kids, do you have any guesses what the word Exodus means? Um, Exodus means maybe he was one of the prophets. Addy or Elsie, do you have any guesses? I think the word Exodus means to exit something quickly. And Exodus kind of sounds like exit this. I think Exodus means to leave somewhere. Exodus means a large group of people leaving. So you guys were kind of right. Remember, the Israelites, who are also known as the 12 tribes of Israel, that's Joseph and his brothers and their families. All of them moved to Egypt. And they lived there in peace for a long time. But eventually, Joseph and all of his brothers, they got old and they passed away. And the Pharaoh that loved Joseph, he passed away too. And many generations of these families continued. And the Israelites, they prospered and they grew and they grew. Can you guys try to guess which scripture hero we're learning about this week? Listen to this story and they're going to tell you his name at the end of the story. See if you can guess who this story is about. Jacob's family became a great people in Egypt. They were called Israelites. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, was scared that one day there would be too many Israelites and that they would take over Egypt. So he made the Israelites his slaves. Pharaoh then commanded that all the newborn Israelite baby boys should be killed. The Israelite families were very afraid. An Israelite mother named Jochebed thought of a way to save her newborn son. She put her baby in a basket and hid the basket in a tall grass by the Nile River. The baby's sister, Miriam, watched over him to keep him safe. While bathing in the river, Pharaoh's daughter discovered the basket. She saw the helpless Israelite baby crying and wanted to raise him as her own child. Miriam came to Pharaoh's daughter and asked if she could bring an Israelite woman to care for the baby. Miriam brought her mother, Jochebed, to Pharaoh's daughter. Pharaoh's daughter agreed to pay Jochebed to care for the baby. The Israelite baby grew. Pharaoh's daughter raised him as her own son. She named him Moses. about Moses. That's right. Moses is the next prophet we're learning about. One thing you guys should know is that God works through each of us to fulfill his purposes. Many people have helped to fulfill God's purposes by preserving the life of young Moses. Do you know what a midwife is, Isaac? Um, so you have an upper wife, you have a lower wife, <laughs> and that's what a midwife is. No, really, do you know what a midwife is? No. Back before they had hospitals and doctors and nurses, a midwife was a woman who was essentially a nurse who would come into your house and help you to deliver your baby. When Pharaoh decided that the Israelites were becoming too numerous, he told the Hebrew midwives that when you guys deliver babies, if the babies are girls, you can let them live. 
But if they're baby boys, you need to kill them. That's awful! The midwives were brave, and they decided not to follow Pharaoh's orders. They kept all of the babies alive. And when Moses was born, his mom hid Moses for three months. But as he grew up, she knew she couldn't hide him forever. So the only option she had left was to make this little waterproof basket and put him in the river. Who else helped fulfill God's purposes for Moses? His sister Miriam followed the basket and watched over Moses to make sure he was safe. And Pharaoh's daughter's handmaiden was super brave and went into the Nile River, which we all know has crocodiles in it, to get Moses out of the reeds. And because Pharaoh's daughter had compassion on Moses, she raised him and Moses lived and became an amazing prophet. So the midwives, Moses' mom, his sister, the daughter of Pharaoh, and her handmaid are all scripture heroes too. Yes, and someday you guys listening can be scripture heroes too. When we're faithful and serve God, even in small ways, he will work through us to do great things. Game time! Do you guys know what a stutter is? It's a speech disorder that means someone has a hard time talking. Like sometimes they need to repeat syllables in order to say a word. Actually, one of my dear friends has a stutter. Let's see if he's home. Who's there? It's just me, Porky. I've got all my friends from the Come Follow Me Kids podcast with me too. Can we come in and talk to you for a minute? Oh, I'm sorry if it's a bad time. We just need your help studying Come Follow Me this week. Can you help us? I better hurry. I just got to 10 minutes to catch my plane. We'll be quick, I promise. We just want to hear what a stutter sounds like. Okay, okay. just a minute. Thank you. Porky, have a nice flight. That was sure helpful. Yeah, lots of amazing people are born with stutters or lisps or other speech issues. Everyone's unique, which is what makes this world so amazing. Agreed. Now, what about our game? Oh, yeah. This game is called Stutter Songs. I'm going to play a song, but I've mixed it up to repeat the beat a bit. So, see if you can pick out the melody and tell me what the song is. Song number one. Okay, what song was that? Rock and roll with fairies flying around? (laughs) No, it was happy birthday. Okay, song number two. (laughs) 
Okay, what song was that? A、uh, waltz. Jesus wants me for a sunbeam. It was Jesus wants me for a sunbeam. Good job. All right, song number three. Okay, what song was that? Um, take. Me out to the ball game. That's correct. Take me out to the ball game. Here is your next song. What song was that?、Uh, a jazz guitar having a music off with the piano. Could you tell what song it was? No. It was the Hokey Pokey. Okay, last one. Here we go. Because I want to be Isaac, what song was that?、Uh, can I listen to the chorus? All right, you guys get one more line from the song. Good luck. All right, what song was that? Scripture power. That's right, scripture power. Good job, guys. Moses ended up growing up in Egypt. So let's hear what happens next to Moses. Moses grew up as a son of Pharaoh's daughter. Moses saw that the Egyptians were mean to the Israelites. He was sad that the Egyptians made the Israelites their slaves. One day, Moses saw an Egyptian beating an Israelite. To defend the Israelite, Moses killed the Egyptian. When Pharaoh found out, he wanted to kill Moses. But Moses ran away from Egypt. Moses came to a place called Midian, where he met a woman named Zipporah. They got married and had children. While living in Midian, Moses saw a bush that was on fire. The fire did not burn up the bush. The Lord appeared in the fire and spoke to Moses. The Lord said He knew the Israelites were suffering in Egypt. He commanded Moses to return to Egypt and to tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites go free. The Lord said He would help Moses free the Israelites and lead them to a promised land. Remember our stutter game? Moses worried about whether he could deliver the Israelites from Egypt. He said this.
O my Lord, I am not eloquent, but I am slow of speech, and of a slow tongue. Moses had a stutter or some sort of speech delay. He knew he wasn't a good speaker. He wasn't even an Egyptian prince anymore. He was just a shepherd. How was he supposed to convince the Pharaoh to let the Israelites go? Well, wasn't Jesus, the greatest deliverer of all time, just a shepherd too? Listen to what Jesus said to Moses. Who hath made man's mouth, or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. Of course, the Lord promised that he would help Moses. The Lord can do anything. And that means we can do anything too. I know that the Savior will help us just like he did Moses. Let's listen to our friends in Kentucky and share a time when the Lord helped them. So, two weeks ago, I gave a talk in primary and I was really nervous. So, I said a prayer and then when I was going to say the talk, I felt not as nervous and I knew that was the Lord giving me courage and I felt happy the rest of the day. going to soccer practice and I was super scared to get on the field and play soccer but then we said a prayer and I felt much better and I went on the field and I played soccer but then I knew Jesus was answering my prayer and I know he heard my prayer so I I was so happy and I started playing and it was super fun. Thanks guys. Isaac, has the Lord ever helped you to do something hard? A time when Jesus Christ helped me was when when my baby brother destroyed one of my Legos, and I was really mad at him, but Heavenly Father said, Don't be angry, he's just a baby, and he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, So I didn't, and that's how he helped me. Thanks for sharing that. I love that Jesus can help us to do good things. Okay, let's play another game. This game is called Whose Shoes? We're going to play some sounds of shoes, and it's your goal to guess whose shoes we're listening to. Ready? Whose shoes sound like this? High heels, a woman walking. Someone walking around in flip-flops. An army wearing marching boots. A tap dancer. Basketball players. Ooh, cowboy boots. And last but not least, those were horseshoes. Mom. Why are we playing a game about shoes? 
Well, the Lord asked Moses to remove his shoes at the burning bush. He was asking him to do that as kind of a sign of respect and reverence. Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Addie and Elsie, what can we do to show reverence in holy places, such as at the church or in the temple? I can show reverence by folding my arms and not walking around crazy or running around crazy like a monkey. But I should probably um, walk around peacefully like a little dove. Why does the Savior want us to treat sacred things with reverence? When we're reverent, we can feel the whisperings of the still small voice. Yeah, so if you're being wild or silly or distracted at church... Can you feel the spirit or hear what God wants you to learn? Nope. So when you're in your primary class with all your friends, it might be tempting to horse around with them or to be distracted. But Heavenly Father has important things for you to learn. So paying attention will let you to hear the still small voice. And you'll get much more important things out of that lesson than just horsing around with your friends. Okay, let's make a deal. If you guys promise to do your best and be super reverent during like scripture study, church, or other sacred times this week, we can play an extra game together during this podcast. Is that a deal? Deal! We'll be reverent in holy places. Okay, let's stick with our shoe theme. We're going to play a tap shoe game. We're going to play a tap dance pattern for you to listen to. It's going to get faster and trickier as we go along. Tap your feet along to the beat and pretend you're the one making this tap sound. Easy enough? Let's do it. Okay, here we go. That's all we have for this week. Today, we learn God works through each of us to fulfill his purposes. The Lord will help us accomplish his will. 
and we can be reverent in holy places. Let's keep our end of the deal and be reverent when we need to this week. And until next time... Stay on the covenant path. Bye-bye.